0: Hi, everybody. This is Helena Hart. Welcome to the Master Your Magnetism podcast, where I help you tap into your energy and shift your vibe so you'll naturally create the life and relationship you've always wanted. Today, I'm so excited to be talking with Rory Ray again. Welcome, Rory. Thank you for joining me.
1: Oh, Helena, it is always such a thrill to be with you.
0: Yes, for those of you who aren't familiar with Rory, she is a world-renowned feminine energy, love, and relationship expert whose programs and newsletters and videos have helped millions of women all around the world. She was actually the person who taught me everything I know on how to become a dating and relationship coach about 10 years ago. We can talk about that in this episode if you'd like, Rory, but today we have such an important topic for everyone. We're going to be talking about how to get what you want in a new way. Way, the feminine energy way. And this would help in any area of life, right? Not just in love and relationships.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's the whole idea.
0: I love it. I get questions about that all the time. And actually my number one podcast of all time was the very first one that you and I recorded on feminine energy. And of course this works in all areas. So what are some struggles or challenges you see from women? I know you've trained probably hundreds of coaches at this point, and I know these tools can work in all areas of your life, right?
1: Oh, absolutely, and well, let let me just kind of give you an overview of the whole concept of feminine energy in life, feminine energy in the workplace, feminine energy in love, feminine energy in your just day-to-day, moment-to-moment, going to the grocery store. It's So fascinating that all of us, all of us women have been taught by, you know, some people are really down on the patriarchal society, not me, I love men, I love, you know, whatever the world has become from the beginning of time was created by men and some individual women who figured out or knew instinctively how to influence men, but mostly By men and from the attitude of power and moving in on other people's territories and taking what they needed and following survival requirements, basically. So here we are in this century, um, in this decade, in this year, still putting on suits like men, putting on attitudes of men, doing business as men running our households and our children as men. And what does that look like? I think is the first thing I'd wanna do. What does that look like? That looks like you're in your head. Literally, if you put your hand on your neck you would feel that nearly everything that goes on in your life and your mind and your body is happening up there in your head. You can feel the energy just circulating in that area of your head. And if you think about all your body below, usually we tense that up. It's tense. We just kind of freeze our whole body from our neck down in order to think and try to figure stuff out. Well, feminine energy requires that you do the opposite and you catch, you feel that you're up in your head, trying to make decisions and figure out what to do next and talking to your kid based on what you think and all of that. And basically ignoring what you're feeling, except the feelings of anxiety and fear, which pop up through no matter what right but basically ignoring what it is we actually want and want is the big word here so everybody just think want what do i want what do i desire if that feels stronger to you so when you drop down into your body and you start letting go all of the little muscles and the molecules from your head down to your toes all of a sudden something happens the energy starts to flow you realize how tense you are in your arms and your shoulders and holding phones, what happens to your neck and and where you are clenching in your vaginal area and your pelvic floor and all of that. And it's like, whoa, but it still feels like that's not the right place to make decisions from, right? It's not the right place to operate from, especially not in a corporate business room, right? <laughs> not at the head of a presentation. So we just fall into that tension and working from our head up. You see female politicians doing that, whereas men are now doing the reverse. They're learning how to drop down into their feelings because they already have that ability to claim the headspace. So now they're claiming the feeling space too, which is making love and relationship really difficult for us because men are just showing up soft now, right? Very, very difficult. So That is a beginning overview, and we want to stop doing that. So I guess the next step would be how to go from there.
0: Yeah, definitely. And even being very practiced, and I think pretty good at this, I can still slip into that place. I don't know if this still comes up for you, but I've been feeling actually pretty burnt out the past week or two now with a new baby, just trying to balance everything. And I find myself up in my head a lot thinking like, there's so much I need to get done that I'm not getting done. And there's another part of me that's like, nothing really needs to get done. Like, what are you stressing about? Right. (laughs) Work-wise, this happens a lot with work-wise. I just feel like I'm not putting enough out there. I don't know where that drive comes from or what it is is but I just think to myself like I did not make all these super smart decisions years and years ago to kind of like have freedom of my time only to be stressed out for no reason. So I am personally determined to figure this out (laughs) and come from a place where I don't end up burning myself out. And I do get to enjoy the time and the freedoms that I've made these decisions in order to set up my life a certain way where I can enjoy that. And so, yeah, what is that next step, or I guess that first step for people who find themselves in that place?
1: Oh, wow. Well, this is all super personal now, and I love it because... Mm -hmm. Of course I fall into that. And I'll tell you what I do. There are heavy duty business decisions to be made when you're starting out. And there are heavy duty business decisions to be made when you're in the middle of things and you want to grow. And nearly everything about us women feels wrong. And I know that that's something for you women who have gone to law school and you've started businesses, and you become coaches, you felt the desire to go there and do that at first, right? And then all of a sudden, you're in the thick of it. And All of a sudden, you're in paperwork and assignments and and doing videos and finding out technical stuff and hiring people and and deciding where you're going to go next. And all of a sudden, it feels like you lost the want, you lost mm-hmm. the desire, right? Yes. So, the solution is to drop back into that space, which feels so foreign, just as I described. It's like an out-of-body experience when we get into what we call the weeds of business or daily life and, oh my gosh, all the errands you need to run. Just going to the market takes up time and you have to you know, get dressed and get in the car and then you need gas in the car. It becomes a balloon of have-tos. And you know how big I am about turning your have tos into your want-tos. How can you do that? Well, first of all, oh, there's so much to cover here. We should do several of these. But let's just tackle the business thing that you mentioned. You're stressed out because you're at a certain level. And I'm just feeling this all the time as I move through different things. The way I move through different phases is I'm like an inventor. I'm a maker. I've always been like that since I was a little girl and I like to make programs. I like to make books. I like to make video series. I like to talk. I like to make podcasts, because that's the fun thing for me. I was an actress until I was about 30, and then I became a director, and I'm a painter. So all of those things, I've seen painters. I've been to workshops with paintings where The men operate totally differently than the women, and the women are learning to operate that way. Even painting has an approach. Step one, step two, step three. I, myself, am a watercolorist, and most artists don't like watercolor because it's about the water, which is uncontrollable, and Mm -hmm. spend all their time trying to control the water. What I like to do is drop water onto paper and then drop paint into water and also make a a picture out of it, make a picture of somebody out of it. Well, that process helps me do everything else because I'm like that too. How do I drop the technical doing aspects into the desire of the water? I'm just making that up. I love this metaphor. Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing you do is you catch the fact that you're just teeming in your head with all these thoughts and ideas and calling yourself out for not doing stuff, calling yourself out for the stress, getting on yourself for everything. You can't even take a walk with your dog without, you don't even look at a tree the whole time you're busy in your head, right? So the first thing I want to do is catch that and realize that you need to just kind of let that happen for a little while. And you need to acknowledge that your head is trying to process stuff and it's trying to push stuff through. And then you need to go okay, and you need to like one, two, three, drop the whole pile of stuff running through your head, down into your belly, into your belly, into your, your vagina, as far down as you can in your pelvis. You'll notice your voice drops down if you talk to your head like, wow, I can hear myself thinking about this. I hear you thinking about it, and then you drop it down and all of a sudden, your voice gets lower. And your breath starts to breathe better, and you all of a sudden can feel the sensation in your legs. So that's the first thing you want to do. And then at that point, you want to start kind of asking yourself, what do I want? What would feel good? What do I want to happen? And this is not want like, oh, I want that bill to be taken care of. Oh, I want that guy to come fix the pipe. Oh, I want my husband to do this. Not those specific wants, because those lead you back up to your head. But the walk like, I want to feel at ease. Whoa. I want to feel calm. I want to feel happy. I want to feel loved. Not loved by that man, if we're talking relationship, but loved. And what would being loved feel like? What would being not stressed feel like? What would that feel like? So what would you call that, Elena? What is the feeling of being not stressed?
0: I really resonated with happy when you said happy. (laughs) I want to feel happy too. And I want ease and flow. And I want to feel like how I feel right now. This is why I wanted to start a podcast and get on these new platforms in the first place to collaborate and have fun and create something and take conversations to places maybe people haven't heard before. That's what I want. Just that feeling of ease and fun and happiness.
1: That's it. That's it. Everybody say the same thing. I want to feel happiness. I want to feel ease. Now I remember why I'm doing this is where you'll go to just where Mm. Helena went. Now I know I want to do this because it's creative and it feels fun and I get ideas and I can feel myself get excited. And all of a sudden you're talking fast, right? That's what you will get to from the mess in the head all of us that that's tightening your whole body, you drop it down, you say the same thing over and over again. I want to feel happy. And if that just takes you back up to your head, you know, you're not really connecting with your deeper self. So try other words. I want to feel soft. I want to feel sunny. In other words, throw words at it that aren't normal words. I want to feel bright red. I want to feel sort of sunny yellow. I want to feel sky blue. Now, when I just said, I want to feel sky blue, all of a sudden I thought of the outdoors and the infinite. That completely brought me to a deeper place. So find the things, not that always make you feel that way, but new things. Just in the moment, come up with any word. Look at your bookcases. And I, I, I want to feel uh, light catcher. I want to feel dream catcher. I want to feel that book. I like the title. Anything that feels down low in your body. And then what happens is it will speak to you and you'll go, I want to feel ease. I want to feel flow. So why am I worrying about whether that bottle is washed? Well, then you catch that you're dissing yourself. You're talking to yourself again, Why am I doing it that way? Why am I doing it that way? And you go, Ha, 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 ha. And you drop back down to what you want. Now you use this, suppose you're having an argument with your man. What are you arguing about? Is the same thing as asking, why am I stressing? You, you're you just trying to blow off steam in one area, which you need to do. So you just say, I need to blow off steam, help. Or let's say you're really upset about him forgetting to do something or that he didn't care or that he had this opinion about something that you were doing and he said that and it made you feel bad or he's not showing up or he's not committing or anything like that. And we tend to focus on that problem, right? We tend to focus on that and it stresses us out. And we think that he is a solution. He is some kind of strategic solution to the issue. And he's not. Hmm. He is not the strategy for getting you to happy. And once we get that, even with a guy who's great, like your husband, he is not the solution. The solution is just... Oh, I feel like being happy. And then out of nowhere, out of your creative depths, just like you're experiencing, out of your creative depths will come an idea. It'll show up after you've been working over some decision for a week. All of a sudden, your gut will tell you what you want. And it may feel wrong or it may feel right. So you go back through the whole process. But sooner or later, the idea comes up. Uh, I want a podcast, and then you make one, and it's not easy technically to just set up a podcast. But Helene, I know you you sailed through it. I sailed through it when I set up my own podcast because I just wanted to do it, and every element—and here's the big thing—every element element of it became fun once it came out of a gut feeling. Everything became fun. So if I'm facing my guy and I just want to feel loved, all of a sudden standing in front of them, even if he looks angry and he's glowering and I'm feeling tense, it still feels fun because I get to say, I love you and I'm feeling yucky right now. Help. I love you and right now I feel really pissed at you. And all of a sudden the energy is different. Everybody starts laughing after a while. It's a different way to go. And I call this the feminine energy way to live, really. And this is how you get everything you want. Because first you find out what you want and you feel it and then everything comes from there. So you end up picking up your baby when he's crying, not because the brain says, oh, baby crying, got to pick up. And then you find yourself almost disconnecting from him when you're holding him because you're worried about it crying and what you should do. Now you should fix it. This is how so many young mothers get into, you know, stressful situation. How do I fix this? Instead of just oh he's crying he's talking to me and then you pick him up and you hold him and you feel his breathing and you connect it with your breathing and you smile and you lower everything into the lowest part of your body and you feel your whole body And before you know it the two of you are just giggling and that happens with babies and that happens with a man and that is what sex is for guys you just feel it you know it's not like something you get over it's just something you experience. And it becomes fun and part of what you want to connect. I want to connect. And this works in work. So, oh, I'm going to give you a chance to talk and then I'll <laughs> branch into work.
0: I love everything you're saying so much. And as you were speaking, it really hit me that this is you becoming the receiver of that inspiration or that thought or that next logical step rather than trying to think it up in your head or force it and receiving obviously is a very feminine energy quality. So if you can connect to that want, I want to feel happy. I want to feel peaceful and fun and at ease. And then you don't try to force it. You just, I don't like the word wait, but (laughs) you become the receiver of that inspiration or that intuitive hit. Like this would feel like fun. This would feel like the next logical step for me. I'm going to wait until that path is white hot and then sprint down it, not try to force yourself down some lukewarm path. I don't know if you resonate with that, but I know for me, like I was saying for a year and a half plus, I really want to start a podcast, but I didn't feel inspired. I didn't want to have to deal with all the technical stuff of what you have to do to set it up. That didn't feel like fun to me. (laughs) So I just kind of waited until one day nothing could have stopped me. Same with my online dating profile a couple years ago. I didn't try to force my way through it. I waited until I just woke up one day and I set the whole thing up in 20 minutes. It wasn't perfect. And I met my husband 24 hours later. I wasn't trying to force the process or make myself do something I didn't want to do. I was following my inspiration, following what felt like the most fun, what felt best to me in the moment.
1: That was totally brilliant. That was incredible. And I picked up so many things from there. Receiving the inspiration. And then you become the inspiration. Then you feel the inspiration. And following the inspiration is what you said. And, oh my gosh, instead of following down a lukewarm path, that was brilliant. You find yourself just lit up and nothing can stop you. And that word wait is hard, right? Because it has so many connotations. How about I take a breath? That would work for some people who like that. How about the word rest? Mm,
0: Yes, much better. And the word I use
1: for this moment is percolating. I call it percolating, like percolating in a coffee machine or something. It just is percolating in your body. In other words, your mind is working behind the scenes. Yourself is working behind the scenes. It's just not taking any effort on your part or any conscious effort or any consciousness at all. It just simply is unraveling the knot. Whoa, I like that. It's unraveling the knot inside you like magic. And it works because, as you just said, it works for you. It works for me. You have to be able to give yourself the time to let your inner gears, your inner systems, your inner knowing percolate and work until out comes this feeling of inspiration. And before you know it, you just have to keep moving. You have to paint a whole wall. You have to do this. You can do all of the things. If you if you wanted to paint a wall, like I, I paint, so I was painting a mural and, I don't necessarily like getting in the car, going to get paint, trying to pick a color, getting the can, getting the brushes, getting the right rollers, getting the right sponges, getting the this, getting the figuring out, moving all the furniture. If I thought about that, I wouldn't do it. And that kept me from doing it. The moment I felt what I wanted to paint, a sky and clouds, my effort to get and gather all those things became fun just like you said the tech becomes fun all of a sudden you know choosing the roller was fun how can that be but that is the way it works and every element in the relationship even having a difficult conversation with a man becomes joyous because you can feel that it is more deeply connecting you with him and that he is being pulled into this connection. And then you start to feel his energy actually coming towards you when we have this sense that men are just stuck somewhere and we have to pry them loose, right? That is so part of the way we operate that men, you know, are rocks that need to be pried up. If you work this way, he starts to come to life, He starts to have energy, even if he's a quiet fella. He starts to actually have an effect on you. He starts to actually turn you on, even if you shut down to that. It's really an amazing thing. So obviously this works in business as well. Now, when you're surrounded by men and women, it's almost worse when women are all around you, running different teams and in their masculine energy, for you to stay in your feminine energy. So just imagine it the way we've just been discussing it. Get down in your body. You're not supposed to feel your body in the middle of a corporate meeting, right? So that feels wrong, but do it. Feel it all the way through. And talk to yourself, wow, I'm feeling kind of tense. Wow, I'm feeling overwhelmed by all these people. Wow, I'm feeling overwhelmed by the project, by the task. I'm feeling overwhelmed. What am I doing here? Oh my gosh, I don't know. What did I like about it? I need to take a rest. So you just take in. You just take in what they say. And if you're all by yourself as an entrepreneur, you just look around. You Google a little bit. You look in your room. You lay down. You look at the ceiling. You let the properties that are involved in the project that you are slightly getting interested in to show up. and then what I do is I jot them down in ways that I know I'm going to see, but I want them to look really casual and really not organized because I don't want them to hit my male brain. So I talk into my phone a lot and let it kind of come out in, you know, the little writing Mm -hmm. thing that, that all phones have or write right into my email and let it be messy and unedited. I would say one, two, three, and I make points. And I have it that way. Sometimes I like to jot it down in scratch paper that I know I can just rip off when it's done and throw away. And I also make drawings on the paper at the same time. Sometimes I put it actually on my list, which I have both in a spiral notebook and on my computer, on my phone. I call the evolutionary to-do list, which is in my business sirens handbook, which you yes. absolutely want to have if you're stuck with business decisions and life decisions and how to get into your feminine energy to get there instead. You're almost like, you know, expanding across a chasm here. We are used to doing them with the way that is going to help us, which feels like we're all alone in there. And it's cool, though, when, when you drop down into yourself, it feels so cool. You feel so peaceful and you make decisions, health decisions. Listening to doctors is really hard. Because it all gets up into your masculine energy. He should be right. She should be right. But it doesn't feel right. And if you've got hormonal issues or thyroid issues or something, you know what I'm talking about. And when you find books that are about how to feel your way into this, it feels good. And when you find books that tell you what you're supposed to take and what you're supposed to do, it feels terrible. Same thing. you got to go in for the answer, and an answer is not up in your head. The answer is in, just as Elena said, it feels like you want to continue. You want to take another step. I want to see that tree. Have you ever looked at something that was across the room and just wanted to look at it closely, and you just walk right up to it? That's kind of what it feels like. And A man, you want to kind of walk up closer to him. So instead of walking up closer to him and giving and moving forward, how about you just stand there and feel, wow, it'd be feel good to feel close, to feel skin on skin, (gasps) that feel good. And you just feel how it feels. And all of a sudden you're glowing and you feel amazing. And then the room changes and quite often the man changes immediately. Quite often the customer changes, quite often the client shifts. Quite often, the web page you're building becomes fun and interesting, and you start closing your eyes and writing. So, that is basically where we're going here.
0: I love it. And people might be thinking, well, how the heck do you get anything done coming from that place? And I know personally, Rory, you get more things done than anyone I've probably ever met. And I think I'm right up there too. I get more stuff done than almost anybody. And it really just works for me that way. Again, I find myself wanting to say that word waiting, but resting. And I love what you said. Yourself is untangling the knot for you. When you're in that place, there's nothing you need to do. There's not a single decision that needs to be made when you're coming from that burned out or stressed out place. I love this idea of resting or percolating another word you use that I love. And then that inspiration will come to you and then go ahead and sprint down that path when it feels fun. And I just have so many examples of this. Like I mentioned, I've been feeling a little bit like there's just a lot on my plate right now all very wonderful things. Like I'm just so happy. Everything's going so great, but yeah, it can feel like, wow, I've just added this whole nother huge dimension to my life with the baby and, you know, not having any help nanny or anything like that. Just doing it all on my own with uh, my amazing husband, of course, but when he's at work, um, I'm home with a baby and also trying to keep up all this work stuff I have going on at the same level <laughs> that I did before I had him. So sometimes I just feel like there's just too much to do. I don't have time to do it. Uh, my baby who's doing amazing, like I was telling you before we started recording, he's still, his schedule is just irregular. I mean, he's an infant still, right? So some days he'll sleep a lot and I can get things done. Some days he barely sleeps at all and that's fine too. I want him to have my full attention. I don't, I don't want to try to be multitasking. I learned pretty quickly that that doesn't work and didn't feel good to me <laughs> with him. And so I remember a couple of weeks ago he was sleeping for most of the day. I think it was like a Tuesday last week. And I thought, okay, this is it. This is my chance to get everything done. And I just didn't feel like it. I just couldn't force myself to do it. And so I'm like, you know what? Yes, this is the perfect time to do everything that has been stressing me out. But I don't feel like it. I'm going to let myself do nothing, which is crazy for me. Like, I just hung out, did nothing, watched Netflix, which is something I never do, especially during the day. Oh my gosh. And I just let myself do that. And I said, all that other stuff's going to be there tomorrow. Nothing needs to get done right this second. And then the next day, which was a Wednesday, he slept not quite as much as he did the day before, but he still slept, you know, took some naps during the day. I just felt so inspired. I got more done than I would have had I forced myself to do everything that I needed to do on Tuesday. So just following that, even if it feels like you're not being productive and you feel like you're wasting time, I sort of felt like I was wasting time, but I didn't care. Maybe I just needed that day to do nothing. But the next day and basically the rest of the week, I was on fire. I got so much done in those subsequent days. So I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but what you're saying is so, so true. And I'm just finding examples in my own life all over the place.
1: That was so perfect. Exactly. We high powered women need to just do nothing and it feels so wrong. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I'm so happy that you let yourself do it. And there are a lot of doing nothing things that actually feel good. You know, you can just find your thing. Sometimes it's really watching TV, sometimes it's laying on the floor and looking at the ceiling. Sometimes it's reading a silly book. Sometimes it's taking an imaginary walk around a garden, which you can't do when you have a sleeping baby. And, you know, sometimes you strap the baby on and wander around and look at stuff and and don't even use the ease of having the baby strapped to you to do something. But then, all of a sudden, the urge to create something comes up and then the doing this is what i call your feminine energy becoming masculine action we call it masculine action but becoming the action that is exactly what you're describing you do nothing and then you become on fire and it's almost as though you're not doing anything but you are in action Mm -hmm. all based and all driven from your feminine energy want And I think, personally, where I struggle is doing business with other people and having commitments and working for other people and making uh, commitments to turn in X number of videos or this, that, the other. I'm a born entrepreneur in that sense. Nobody in my family is entrepreneurial. Nobody, naturally. And I have always been. And it's not like, leave me alone. (laughs) Mm -hmm. sometimes don't ask me for anything don't tell me what to do and I think because it took me so long in my life to learn how to actually do that and express myself in the way I want to and sometimes not do anything at all was just kind of trying to put a stop on everything because everything felt like something I didn't want to do I felt everything was being demanded and asked of me, and I felt pushed around, but that was because I was so rudderless. I had no idea what to do next, where to go, what to do. My mind was just always trying to figure out what I should be doing, and my whole personality as an Enneagram 9 was, what do you want me to do? I will do whatever you want me to do. Tell me what you want me to do. And then trying to figure out what you want me to do. Well, as you can guess, that did not go well in love relationships. But somewhere, somehow, I began to start following what the heck I wanted to do. And I started to feel those things. And just before I met my husband, that's when I stumbled on circular dating. Uh, in my own being having not read it anywhere or heard anything about it i just said whoa why am i only dating this guy if he's not asking me out for friday night what am i doing what am i waiting for am i sitting home no i can go out by myself is that what i want to do do i want to make a date with a friend do i want to give him that part of me and i was asking myself no Wait, why, why am I doing that? And then all of a sudden, you know, I met my husband and I started dating him too. And then all of a sudden, it got clear to me how that felt. It felt like all of a sudden I was autonomous. I never felt autonomous in my life about anything. And here I was feeling autonomous, like I was in charge of myself. And then I just started to take that in the rest of my life and learning how to do business as an entrepreneur, how... Feeling autonomous is so amazing at the same time you feel burdened when you haven't come to terms with the parts of yourself, that thinks you should be doing certain things and looking to other people to tell you what to do. And I'll just I'm going to talk about our RCT, which is Roy Ray coach training, which you were one of my first superstars. <laughs> and so we know that that's something in common, but what we teach is the Roy Ray method of coaching the Roy Ray method of coaching in itself is a feminine energy way of coaching where you're not really trying to tell the person what to do you don't have to do that you're not doing that you don't have to be clever or smart it's very artistic and when you're artistic you are automatically in that part of yourself where you feel creative and you start to pick up on other people and you start to pick up on yourself. And all of a sudden you can handle more energy. And all of a sudden you're working with your clients subconscious instead of their conscious. So you're dealing with them on a core level as well. And all of a sudden you're dealing with deep wants instead of have tos with a client. And all of a sudden you are finding ways that you Have experienced or that you are now experiencing as you say following the inspiration to follow the inspiration of the client and then the client is following their inspiration and all of a sudden they're discovering autonomy with their men and once they start oh my gosh I'm starting to tear up here once they start to feel that autonomy that there are emotions are important and not stupid because of the way you are opening it up for them and opening and holding the space for them without directing them or giving them advice, but going much deeper than that so easily and so quickly, they start transforming themselves into uh, women who are following their own inner fires and their own inner flames and talking to men from a deeper place, which changes everything. And so that makes it so much easier for you to become a coach because then when you go through the business angles of the coach training, we just carry that in. We basically have you brain dump everything you ever wanted to express, everything you feel, everything you learned in your own life, everything that feels good to you. And we get it on paper, we get it on video, you get it in audio. And pretty soon, all of a sudden, you're swimming in your own brilliance. You can't help it. It's like just what happened to you when you spent a day doing nothing. All of a sudden, you knew everything you wanted to do. And you, you began like building the house of the podcast. And that's the way it works, building the business, building your coaching practice. Because I myself, even as you're wanting to scale up and grow my whole Siren School and RCT business, it's so easy to land on things out there on social media and everything else that tells you how and why. Mm-hmm. And then you feel terrible, and you just don't feel like it, just like you didn't feel like it, and you don't know what to do. So we just stay away from that, and we we develop so much stuff from your own interests and your own wants that you don't need to look for stuff mentally. So if I can, we can transfer that in a heavy-duty business, like having your own coaching business, then you can do anything you can do anything. So it transfers all over the
0: place. It's so true and I have to say obviously going through our RCT your coach training program 10 years ago was by far one of the best decisions I ever made changed my life completely in every aspect of my life and if people are interested in becoming a dating or relationship coach or some kind of coach I get requests like that every once in a while. I always send them over to your coach training to check it out. Can we include some information for people who might be interested in that?
1: Oh yeah, sure. There's other elements too. We have a mastermind, which basically continues the process where the whole idea is for you to be with somebody once a week, be one-to-one with a brilliant coach to do exactly what you did which is not fall into the masculine energy trap because that's what happens along the journey you know and we just try to make it as reasonable financially as possible but we have so many uh, this is from me you know i mean i just keep creating things different ways to share things different ways for my brilliant coaches to help people at different price points at different ways to do it so however you find yourself on coach rory you're going to find something to look at and something to visit and something to see and somebody to talk to always that can help you find what might be helpful to you and what you feel most strongly right now if it's about relationship well that's obvious you're going to want a coach to help you to express your want with a man, right? And if you're feeling burned out, you're going to want to find your feminine energy and your big wants, how you want this. You, I think I want to be, you know, financially stable because I want to feel secure. I want to relax. I don't want to try. I don't want to feel like I have to work. I just want to feel safe. Mm-hmm. Now, that word is big. I want to feel safe. And those are the big wants. And everything that is designed that you can come up with to feel safe, that's what you're going to actually feel like building, whatever that is, with no effort whatsoever. So everybody's different. And that's the interesting part of it. You know, what puts you on fire, Helena, makes you go, and what makes me do it are completely different. And what makes any woman who is listening to us right now feel inspired is completely different than everybody else you're totally unique you're like a unique crystal in this universe and you want to hear the frequencies of desire and want that are passing through you not the ones that are passing through me or helena so this is just an extraordinary concept for me and being able to talk about it is awesome and being able to share it is awesome
0: Oh yes, this is just so much fun. I'm a nine on the Enneagram too, by the way, Rory, I don't know if you knew that about me. I didn't know that about you, but when you said that, I said, oh, that's probably one of the reasons why I just get you so much. And I know everyone in my community completely gets you and they are so into this work and everything you're sharing. So I'll include information if anyone's interested in joining RRCT, Rory Ray Relationship Coach Training. You can always email me too if you have questions about my experience with it, helenahartcoaching at gmail.com. But I'll include links to your website where people can learn more about it if they're interested. I always recommend it. And one of the questions I get about it all the time, Rory, is does it matter what's going on in my own love life? And I always say I was completely single when I started. So actually, it helped my own personal life, too, in a tremendous way. And I think probably nobody goes through that without having a complete transformation in their own relationships or dating life, right?
1: Well, you don't have to be a relationship coach, you can be an authenticity coach, you can Uh be a
0: confidence coach, Right. you can
1: be an autonomy coach. I just think that's super cool. Mm -hmm. You know, start to feel your own personal strength, you can be a feminine energy coach. That's just, you know, what I consider myself. And I think that that is core to everything, to be able to help other people, other women get what they want which seems like a huge jump, but to get what they want from their feminine energy, which is basically my mantra from now on. And you can coach anything these days. You can be a health coach. It doesn't really matter because the Rory Ray method and the way we work on the business works, no matter what it is that you do, you could be a, a writer. There's so many things that you can help other people with. And that is really where it's at business-wise these days. But the joy of being an entrepreneur is, you know, the really amazing part. Everybody talks about the hard part about being an entrepreneur. Well, you know, it's not really hard because you can Mm -hmm. always build a community. Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. always build a community. But you don't have to, you know. You just don't have to show up at work every single day with the same person. I love being an entrepreneur.
0: So why I wouldn't trade that for anything in the entire world. I don't know how I ever did it any other way. I just couldn't imagine going back to having to show up at work at a certain time. It's just not for me knowing what I know now. So, oh my gosh, Rory, I could just talk to you forever about these concepts. I'd love to bring you on and do another episode on this. Maybe a part two or a live broadcast where we could take callers and answer questions. And also, are you still offering your feminine energy workshop once a month? I know it's super inexpensive with your coaches for people who maybe aren't interested in becoming a coach, but want to dive deeper into tapping into their own feminine energy to attract anything they want in life or in relationships. Is that still available too?
1: Oh yeah. Feminine energy workshop. And you can put a direct link to that yeah Elena, mm-hmm. if you want it's just called feminine energy workshop and you get also their breakout rooms so you get one-to-one coaching with these brilliant coaches and you can talk about it anything you want to but i've really noticed that feminine energy in the workplace has become a big deal it's the different way you let your head follow your heart instead of vice versa
0: I love it. I put out a program probably back in 2016, long time ago, with Leah Lake, somebody who was in the training with me that same year, called the Feminine Art of Attraction, which is exactly what we've been talking about here, basically using your feminine energy to attract anything you want in any area of life, and it can lead to so much success and so much love and basically anything you want. So I'm just such a fan of this way of going about things. And I'd love to do more episodes. This just flew by. I know we thought we might want to keep it to 30 minutes, but I could just talk to you forever (laughs) about this. We definitely have to do this again soon. There's just so many different directions we could take this. Maybe we could do a live broadcast, like I mentioned, and get some immediate feedback and input from on women in my community if that sounds fun to you oh that would be awesome Okay, great. And the feminine energy workshop and links to where you connect with Rory. I'll include all of that in the show notes or episode details. So you can just scroll down. If you're listening on Spotify, you might need to click see more and everything will be there. So you can get in touch with Rory if you're interested in her coach training. And I'll just include all of that in the description. Rory, is there anything else you want to say on this topic of using your feminine energy to get what you want in a new way? no (laughs) (laughs) because I'll just start talking more and more and more
1: I wish we lived next door (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, gosh, me too. Yes. This was amazing. I could just like I said, talk forever about this. I actually am leaving this episode feeling infinitely more inspired than I was just an hour or so ago at the beginning. So this was very helpful for me personally. I know it's helped everyone out there tremendously. So Rory, thank you so much again. I hope we can do this again soon. And for everyone listening, make sure you're following my podcast. I have new episodes coming out every week. So just click the follow button on my podcast homepage so you don't miss any of those. Rory, thank you so much again. It's always a blast talking with you. And I hope we can do this again soon.
1: Love you, Helena. And this is awesome and inspiring.
0: Yes, you too. Bye, everybody.